1: Hi, guys. I am Monica Crowley, and this is the Monica Crowley Podcast. Thank you so much for being with me. It is Hump Day, Wednesday, and this is your go to for Hot Liberty, a safe space for all of us thought criminals, independent thinkers, and of course, happy warriors. Please follow my Instagram account for news about me and the show and all kinds of fun photos at Monica Crowley underscore, and my Twitter account. At Monica Crowley and on Truth Social, which we're going to talk about on the show today at Monica Crowley. By the way, since Elon Musk has announced that his sale is going to go through uh, to buy Twitter, my Twitter followers have like zoomed up about 30,000 in the last 24 hours or so. So things are already beginning to happen, and Truth Social is also where it's at. Later in the program, we're going to talk to Devin Nunes about Truth Social and President Trump and what's going on in the social media world. Changes are happening. You can also email me about this show at Monica Crowley Podcast at gmail.com, monicacrowleypodcast at gmail.com, I'm getting a ton of your emails. I read them all, so keep them coming. And at the end of each show, we dip into the email bag and I might read one of yours. So send me an email, monicacrowleypodcast at gmail.com. Today, I want to deal with some of the latest polling and how dark things are right now now for the Democrats, to the point where Elizabeth Warren is now publicly freaking out. Yep, Pocahontas has thoughts on November. We're going to get into that. And as I just mentioned, the great Devin Nunes, the CEO of the Trump Media Group, Media Technology Group, and True Social, former California congressman, he's going to be here about the future of social media, free speech, and also where he thinks the Durham investigation is, and where it's going. He was the one that took all the, the slings and arrows at the beginning uh, when he was out there talking about what we knew at the time to be the truth, and the media and the left tried to destroy him as they tried to destroy any of us who are out here bravely telling the truth. So Devin Nunes will join us later in the show. But first, the Monica Memo. It's all fun and games until someone loses their narrative control. This meltdown over Elon Musk's purchase of Twitter, which we are witnessing happening, it's nonstop on the left. It's really something to behold. There is wailing and moaning and gnashing of teeth on the left. You would think the gates of hell opened up. Well, they sort of did, I guess, um, because you are literally seeing biblical Epic biblical descriptions of moaning and gnashing of teeth on the left because they now realize the party is over. It's all fun and games until someone loses an eye. Yesterday, Twitter had an all-hands meeting, meaning everybody who works at Twitter uh, was part of this meeting being led by the CEO who may not be the CEO much longer And apparently they were all like moaning. Now, Project Veritas, James O'Keefe, who is a national treasure, he got the audio leaked to him by somebody at Twitter, sent it over to Project Veritas, and they put it up, and you can go hear the entire thing. It's really something. I mean, look, they are taking this as a personal tragedy because this is their whole lives, You know, as conservatives, we have our families, we have jobs that we love, we have communities that we love, we love our country. So everything that we do day to day is geared for that. It's geared for the people we love and the communities and country we love. For the left, you need to understand they are communists so, none of that really registers with them. Their personal stuff is kind of secondary to their grand project of remaking the country and the West, the Great Reset. Um, and that it, what we mean by that is the, the movement to communism. It's a lot more complicated and complex than what I just said, but you get the general gist. So, for them, their whole lives, everything that they're invested in is this Great Reset. It is the communist movement. So when something like Elon Musk buying Twitter, their major outlet for controlling the flow of information to get their great reset done, when something like this interrupts them, they take it personally. They literally have a visceral, emotional response to it. Remember when Trump won on election night in 2016 and 2020, <laughs> also, but think about 2016. Remember, they w- they literally went outside and wailed at the moon like wolves. They were crying. Remember Hillary Clinton's uh, campaign headquarters. They were crying, and there are all kinds of memes out there of the left just screaming into the night. They take this stuff very personally because. It is their whole identity. They are communists and it is their identity. So yesterday at this all hands meeting at Twitter, Twitter's top lawyer, she is a very accomplished professional woman. She began to cry. I'm I'm not kidding. She she literally set back women in a professional environment by like 40 years by crying. Gloria Steinem did not go out and create the feminist movement and lead it so that this woman could be a, a major corporation's top attorney and then cry in front of everyone. Weren't we told as women, do not cry in front of your boss? Don't cry, you know, suck it up, bite your lip, do whatever you need to do if you're very upset, but do not cry in a professional environment. Twitter's top lawyer yesterday cried, not because she got fired, although she might, she might get fired, we can only hope, Uh, but... She cried over the loss of Twitter as a way to uh, really control the flow of information and advance the communist project. So she is crying because Twitter is no longer going to be a communist safe space. She cried. Now, to the punk-ass Twitter algorithm monkey who decided to suspend the brilliant and hilarious satire site. Babylon B, thereby royally pissing off Elon Musk and pushing him to buy the entire site, I'd like to ask you, how is your week going? That little punk ass Twitter algorithm monkey who made that fateful decision set in motion a chain of events that just might save free speech in America. So thank you. Little punk ass Twitter algorithm monkey. Thank you for your communist impulse to silence free speech because you may have inadvertently saved it. So hats off to you, little punk ass Twitter algorithm monkey. It is all fun and games until someone loses their narrative control. What the left is really afraid of is diversity. This is such a delicious point to make. They go out there screaming about tolerance and diversity. They have no intention of, of actually believing that or operating on those principles. But they talk a good line about diversity. We want diversity in corporations, diversity in politics, diversity in culture, diversity in entertainment. But what they're really afraid of is diversity, genuine diversity. Meaning, diversity of thought, diversity of opinion, diversity of expression, diversity that you cannot control. So, Elon Musk here is the quintessential banner carrier for diversity. And of course, they are livid, they're crying Uh, Because they're losing their grip. Now, Elon Musk doesn't just want conservatives to be heard. He wants everybody to be heard. So therefore he has said he's going to expose it all. He's going to lay all of the internal corruption of Twitter bare. And I say, let's go. We want all of it. We want all the algorithms, the shadow banning, the throttling down of numbers, the throttling down of uh, tweets so that fewer people see that. I want to know everything. And in fact, Musk has said that he's willing to go down that road. And I say, let's go. Let's go. Now, Musk also understands that there's a big risk that comes with this because Musk is now the new Donald Trump. By that, I mean, not that Trump has gone anywhere and he's probably running again for president, but the left always needs a villain. They need a villain, right? And they need someone that they can just set their sights on and try to destroy because that person represents an existential threat to them and their grand reset project. So first it was Trump who put all of their corruption on pause for four years. Now he's out of office, likely coming back, but now they need another big villain in the meantime, and that's Musk. So of course they're going to try to destroy him the way they've tried to destroy Trump. And because they control all of the levers of power, um, certainly in Washington, but the media and everything else, they've set their sights on him. They, they're they targeting Tesla, targeting some of his other companies for regulatory reviews, and they're probably going to drag him up to Capitol Hill to testify and the rest of it. Well, I mean, even, here's Jen Psaki, actually. She's talking about how President Biden is concerned about the, quote, harms caused by social media if Elon Musk is allowed to to take Twitter. Listen to her. Just a quick one on the the breaking news, Twitter agreeing to let Elon Musk uh, purchase, make this this purchase. Uh, Do you have a response to that? And does the White House have any concern that this new agreement might have President Trump back on the platform? Well, I'm not going to comment on a specific transaction. Uh, what I can tell you is a general matter. No matter who owns or runs uh, Twitter, uh, the president has long been concerned about the power of large social media platforms. Uh, what they ha- that power they have over our everyday lives has long argued that tech platforms must be held accountable for the harms they cause. So there you have it. Um, of course, they're going to train all of their fire now on Elon. But the point is, and, and I've been making this point on this podcast, Elon has enough FU money that he doesn't really care. He's an open book too. He's not a politician. He doesn't really care. Smokes weed openly, has a bunch of kids from different women. It's a, it's all out there. So they can try and look, they could probably do some real damage to some of his companies. But again, Elon has enough FU money Um, and enough creative momentum that they're not really going to have much success. So, you know, good luck to you, but Elon Musk is a different kind of cat. He is a horse of a different color. Now, Hillary Clinton, she's back. Girlfriend uh, came off of a couple of bottles of Chardonnay the other day and is talking about how the EU, the Europeans, should now move to, uh, to try to restrict Twitter's ability under Musk to really engage with free speech. So the Europeans do not have our values on free speech or the Second Amendment, firearms, you name it. They've got a completely different set of values. But Twitter has to operate globally. And so Hillary is out there telling the EU to put all these restrictions on with their kinds of regulations, which are far more intense than our regulations are. I don't know that anybody's going to listen to Rodham, but they might, who knows. Again, this is going to be part of the onslaught because the empire always strikes back. They always strike back and they will do that here. But again, musk, horse of a different color, unafraid, uh, and sitting atop the world with the, the most money of any individual in the world. So he's in a catbird seat. They're not, Of course they're going to try. They're not going to just let you have your free speech. I mean, God forbid. So the empire is going to fight back. But I think in Elon Musk, we have someone for the first time in a long time who is uh, in a different kind of position to fight back. And the other big point about all of this is that now pressure is going to be brought to bear on the other big tech monoliths like Facebook, Instagram, Google, and to some extent Apple, because if Twitter is a true beacon of free speech, then the others are going to look really, really bad, really fast. They're going to be exposed to the elements and the elements are going to brutalize them. People will leave in droves from these other sites and they'll go to places like, well, they'll come back to Twitter and they'll go to True Social. And if not, they may stay on these social media sites, but they just won't engage as much, which might as well be the death knell for these sites because engagement is their lifeblood. It's their bread and butter. Engagement is what keeps them alive. So if people leave these sites or they stay on, but they don't engage enough, uh, they're screwed and they know it. Musk is going to make them all look bad. And if they want to survive, they're going to have to change, open up, allow more free speech. It's going to be a domino effect for the good. So strap in because it's going to be a wild ride. Free speech lives. Suck it, communists. Communists. I'm Monica Crowley, quick break, back in a flash. Okay, everybody, listen up. We all want to be healthier, right? Well, to get there, we have to have a healthier diet, which is not always easy to do. I can attest to that. You know, that shredded lettuce in a double-double and the fruit filling in a donut are amazing, but they do not count toward the recommended five servings of fruits and vegetables a day. Sorry to be the one to break it to you, but they don't. I don't always eat healthy either, but I will share that the Mayo Clinic says if you want to help prevent heart disease, lower blood pressure, and cholesterol, eat five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. I don't, and you probably won't. That's why I take Field of Greens. Well, welcome back. I want to switch gears here uh, briefly on the economy. And it's all kind of interrelated with what's going on with Twitter. It's amazing how psychology plays such a huge role in how we view our world and everything going on around us, right? Like here it is, end of April, We're heading into, we're deep into spring, but we're heading into summer. It's lighter, later. It's just the weather has a psychological impact. And also when we talk about the economy, even what's going on with Twitter seems to have like shifted something psychologically with a lot of people. At least on our side. Well, on the other side too, because the left is in total meltdown. So, <laughs> what they don't seem to understand about life is that things move in cycles. It's like that old Frank Sinatra song, That's Life, where you're you're down in April and up in May or up in May and down in June or whatever whatever the lyric is, but that's life. Things move in cycles. You can't be at the top of your game all the time and life can't go your way all the time. Into every life, rain must fall. Um, So the left now, because they've been riding high for so long, they don't really know what to do with this piece of information that Twitter is not going to be available for their communist efforts anymore. Um, But when we speak about the economy, again, it's tied to what the left is trying to do, re-engineer the economy into a more Marxist, collectivist, socialist, communist model, that's what they're trying to do here. That's what the war on American energy is all about. That's what higher taxes and more regulation is all about. They're trying to move the economy away from economic freedom to uh, a socialist kind of system. And it's not just us, it's of course happening across the West. It's part of if not the key part of the Great Reset. So there's a brand new poll out on the economy that shows it's a Redfield and Wilton strategy survey released this week. Most Americans identify the economy as the top issue in determining how they're going to vote in November. 58% of voters say the economy is the number one issue uh, determining how they're going to vote in the midterms and no other issue came close 32% 32% said health care, followed by immigration at 28%, government spending at uh, 23 and the coronavirus pandemic at 23% as well. Um, the majority of people do disapprove of Biden's handling of the economy, of course. Uh, he's way underwater on that. And it's because the economy is what everybody lives every day. We're, we're all living this economy on the ground every day, and we're all suffering as a result of Biden and the Democrats' catastrophic economic policies. We've got a weakening uh, economy, skyrocketing inflation and gas prices, ongoing labor crunch and supply chain crisis. It's going on in every direction. Recent polls show that Americans having to make changes to cope with the current state of economic affairs under Biden are cutting back on groceries even to pay for gasoline. So this is the impact of inflation, and it's happening across the board. Everybody now is seeing it. And in fact, uh, the Democrats are really worried about it because they know they're seeing these poll numbers as well. Uh, Pocahontas Elizabeth Warren even came out the other day and uh, she was talking about this and she was saying, look, things look pretty dark uh, for Democrats and it's mostly the economy. She's exactly right. These poll numbers bear it out. But the Democrats' solution is to spend more money. (laughs) which, of course, would exacerbate the already catastrophic inflation. But again, what motivates them is they would prefer to hold on to power. Don't get me wrong. They don't want to lose uh, control of Congress, which they're going to. They'd prefer not to lose control. But they also understand that they have to keep advancing the communist ball. So, Sometimes they have to they they advance two steps and then sometimes they realize well they've got to lose an election or two because what they're doing is so unpopular, so it's two steps forward, one step back and uh, you know Elizabeth Warren wants to hold on to power, of course, but she also understands here that if they lose control it's going to set them back on their heel, in addition to the fact that we've got our side has Big, big momentum. And it's not just Twitter, but it's waking up the American people to this great reset, to what the communists in America are doing. And frankly, it's waking a lot of people up to China. China still has, I think, something like 200 million people locked down with these terror lockdowns on the uh, coronavirus. And I don't know if you've seen, but like Fox Business has been putting up this graphic of the supply chain crisis in and out of Shanghai and China more generally. There are literally thousands of ships, cargo ships, you name it, all backed up around China. They can't get in, they can't get out because of these lockdowns. That affects us here at home. And now uh, COVID, but but certainly the Democrats' policies, have exposed all of our issues with China and the supply chain. President Trump saw that problem and he was trying to fix it. He did a fair trade deal with China. I was in China in August of 2019 before the COVID thing blew up um, and because we were there to negotiate the final stages of the phase one uh, trade deal. So he negotiated that He was bringing manufacturing back to the U.S. It was well over half a million manufacturing jobs that Trump brought back here. So he understood that there's no reason that the world's biggest economy, us, should be brought to its knees by China, our greatest adversary, or the EU, uh, where we do a lot of trade, or any, any of the rest of it. And all of the drugs pouring in from China... The supply chain crunch, all of it is inexcusable for the United States. Trump saw it, tried to fix it. Now we're back on our heel because we're being led by Democrats who are actually communists and trying to fundamentally re-engineer our economic system away from the free market and toward Marxism. I, I will always tell you the truth. This is what they're about. We all know it. The, the uh, political fallout from this in November, as these polls show, is going to be extensive for the Democrats. It is going to be, I, I we really have to make sure that the Democrats are completely destroyed. Destroyed over their handling of the economy, the open border, crime, collapsing cities, CRT and pornography in our schools, the whole trans, woke agenda, We need to destroy the Democrats, not just make them lose a couple of races here and there. We need to destroy them. And I think parents are going to lead the charge to destroy the Democratic Party come November. All right, before we move on, I want to give a big, warm welcome to a new sponsor, American Financing. You have heard me talk about them before on this show because they're an amazing, trustworthy, family-owned lender, and I love that about them. American Financing is known for saving customers up to $1,000 a month, and it's possible because their salary-based mortgage consultants review your entire financial picture finding every opportunity to help you save from lowering the rate on your mortgage to consolidating your high interest debt, even helping you access cash. So make the call today to American Financing. If you start soon, you may close in as fast as 10 days. Call them at 888-879-6460. That's 888-879-6460 or visit them online at AmericanFinancing.net. Well, now it's a particular delight for me to welcome Devin Nunez to the podcast. Devin, of course, is the CEO of the Trump Media and Technology Group. He's also a former California congressman who led the charge as head of the House Intelligence Committee to expose the Russia hoax and the conspiracy to destroy President Trump. He's also my good friend, and I'm so happy he's here. Hi, Devin.
0: Hey, Monica. It's great to be with you. i you know, We've done so many shows together. You've interviewed me so many times. It was always on the John Batchelor show. So I'm so happy to have to be on your show with your new podcast. It's exciting.
1: Well, thank and we, you.
0: And we got to get you to put it on Truth Social.
1: Right? Well, so, we as soon were... as
0: you record this and you have to post it to Truth. And then, you know, we'll get you some more listens.
1: Absolutely. And we're going to get into Truth Social because it's taken off like a rocket, which is the brand new social media platform. Of course, President Trump says he's going to post exclusively on it. So talk to us, Devin, a little bit about Truth Social and where the platform is right now, because at the beginning when you guys were beta testing and I, I was trying to get on, there was a long wait list. Now it seems to have really opened up. So tell us where the platform is right now and where you're headed over the next couple of weeks.
0: Well, sure. So Truth Social, uh, I think it's really amazing what's been built here uh, in, just, in just a matter of a few months. You know, we, we have, we're the fastest growing social media company. We're number one on the Apple App Store. And it, it's been, uh, and, and not only that, Monica, I think it's important for people to know that we are uncancelable. And that's what's amazing about what we're building here. We're uncancelable and we can scale to millions. So our goal is to take the best of the social media tech tyrant giants and put it into one location where people can feel comfortable in a family friendly atmosphere where they're not going to be canceled, they're not going to be taken, taken down. And, and we've done that, you know, obviously, and, and you, you know uh, Chris from Rumble. We're using the Rumble Cloud. We're the first big client. And uh, this is really going to, I think, push, put kind of in the light speed of uh, this ability to create two separate economies. And it's not because we want two separate economies. But many of us have been forced into this because of the censorship. Essentially, you're going to have the woke, free corporations on one side that a company like Truth cannot use. Uh, And then you're going to have the free market, no censorship, free speech side on the other side of the economy. And so we're really the trailblazers here. We're leading the way. Uh, We're going to be that open line of communication. Everybody can join social media now and they can social network on, on our platform at Truth Social. And that's, uh, that's been the goal, uh, the goal of President Trump, creating this platform is very simple. Number one, give the American people their voice back. Number two, make sure that we, we can't be canceled and that the internet is opened back up.
1: So let me ask you, Devin, when you say Truth Social, and by the way, I am on Truth Social and I will begin to really engage there very intensely. So I, I recommend everybody get on Truth Social now that it's open to everyone. My handle is at Monica Crowley. I got to get verified. Uh, Devin, maybe I can go straight to you on that. Um, but let me ask you about.
0: I think, I think you're already verified.
1: Oh, good. OK, that that is
0: and, great. And we call it, so, so what you have to do, we call it truthing. So you have to send, you have to post some truths. That's the, that's the key.
1: Love it. Love it. Love it. So I'm going to get a lot more active now on Truth, truth Social. Everybody should run and create your account there right now. Um, so when you say and you're-
0: It to be clear, Monica, so yeah. everybody, everybody knows. We are, right now, we are fully wide open on the Apple App Store. So if, if you're on Apple device, no problem. Uh, as it relates to all other devices- uh, we are in beta test now of web application. Once that, that's complete, which we expect that in the next month, then you can get on from, from any device. So just to, just to be clear, I don't want to have people that have other devices to, to – I want to make sure that we're up front, which is, which is why it's so amazing with the engagement, just at our beginning stage, like how we've blown away most content creators, whether you're kind of small, medium, or large – if you have accounts on Truth or Instagram, I mean on a, on Twitter, Truth and Instagram, you're getting more engagement on Truth already. And so Saturday was a bit when we were in Nashville, that was kind of a big day for us. We we rolled out and switched over to the Rumble Cloud on on Thursday. We moved everybody that was on the wait wait list by Friday night onto onto Truth, and then on Saturday it was wide open. And so that that the show that we did. Uh, with Huckabee was was essentially the the first show that I did as when we were wide open, we announced it there are on the show. So just look at where we've come. That that was only a few days ago. We've rocketed up to being number one on the App Store, and it's been uh, just been an amazing ride. and And I think it's because people are flocking. They want free speech. They want to be in a safe environment. They don't want to be relying on any of these tech tyrants. So it's a it, you you can tell it's just exciting. It's so exciting to see the the people that are on there that were either censored or shadow banned or completely booted off Facebook, Instagram, some of these others. And uh, we're going to, we're we're moving on
1: so when you say devin that um, that truth social is uncancelable is that because you're using rumble cloud services and and not you're you're not tied to like amazon cloud services that destroyed parler and booted them off that you are now your systems are now so uh, insular and well protected that big tech can't swoop in and pull the rug out from under you guys right
0: yeah. Right. So it's, you know, the, the, what happened to parlor, it's an interesting case study, which really should deserves a lot more coverage and should be investigated. Yes. By Congress honestly should have been invested by the department of justice, but, but you had at that time, I forget there were, there were 20 or 30 companies that canceled parlor at the time. And, and it's totally unacceptable. So, you know, we have essentially put ourselves in, into a place where, you know, using kind of all the infrastructure with non-woke companies partnering with those companies to make sure that we don't end up in a position where we could be canceled.
1: We're talking to Devin Nunes, who is the CEO of the Trump Media and Technology Group, former California congressman. Um, And I do want to ask you about the latest on Durham, but before we do, I've got to ask you about Elon Musk buying Twitter. What does that mean for Truth Social? Does it make Twitter more attractive for conservatives to go back and and use it, maybe to the exclusion of uh, Truth Social, which we certainly hope that that is not the case, but does it affect the viability of Twitter? I know President Trump has said he is not, even if he's reinstated, he's not going to go back on Twitter. He's only going to exclusively post on truth, which is fantastic. But, like, for example, um, uh, just in my case, you know, I picked up like 30,000 Twitter followers in the last t- 24 hours since Elon Musk's deal has uh, gone through. And so I've got close to 600,000 Twitter followers, which I have built up over many years, Devin, right? So to, for someone yeah. like me to be Posting across multiple platforms, it takes time to cut and paste. And I'm posting on Truth Social first, but then I've got to cut and paste and put it on Twitter and, and Getter and everywhere else. So what do you say to people who say, well, you know, I, I need to cross post? How can you make that easier for me? Well,
0: we're not. I mean, look, we're for everyone. Right. So what happened with Elon Musk buying Twitter was exactly what we wanted to have happen with you know President Trump and myself. You know, I've said that President Trump didn't need a new company. I didn't need a new job. I was, you know, high up in leadership in, 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 in Congress. I was perfectly happy there. We did this because the Internet had to be opened back up and people had to get their voice back. So rumble, truth, we're the trailblazers in this. We have made it happen. And then now we've, we've got somebody like Elon Musk who has stepped up and said, OK, these guys have become tyrants. You know, they need they need to be improved. And so, by him buying Twitter, whenever that goes goes through, uh, there'll be a new sheriff in town, and we'll see we'll see how it you know how they change. I would say that you know Twitter is I, I describe it as the internet PR wire for celebrities, Hollywood people, political hacks, uh, corporations to post their press releases on. It's really it's really you know kind of a, a separate a separate kind of function. Uh, what truth is is. You know we have all those capabilities of tr- Twitter, but the real competition here is TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. Mm-hmm. That's where the users are. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not Twitter is really, and, and this I'm not I'm just repeating what what Elon Musk has said or, or paraphrasing. Um, you know, just because you have says you have five or six hundred thousand followers doesn't mean anything because a lot of them are either bots, fake accounts, or they're or they're gone. It's basically a ghost town and. And Monica, what I would say is it's probably not going to take you long because we don't use algorithms. We have a chronological feed. Uh, When you get onto truth, just like all the people that have been on here for the last uh, several weeks, uh, they quickly noticed that they were just getting a lot more engagement on truth because when you have a follower on truth, there's a 99.9% chance that it's a real person and they're engaged and they're going to be on our platform. So that's, I think that's really the the difference. And, and, you know, we talk about uh, uh, Twitter, but let's talk about Instagram where for sure there's millions of Americans that are, that are on, on Instagram. It's, it's a heavily used platform. We already have several creators, talented people that are on truth that already have more followers than, than they have on Instagram. Wow instagram which is which is which is amazing so you know we're we're you know we're very confident that uh, that we have people that want to be on the platform they're enjoying it they feel safe there we're keeping the fake bots off we're doing our best to keep it you know a family friendly atmosphere where you know we're not you know i mean look we allow for you know some vulgarity you know some you know you know at, at a minimum level but look if you start to spam uh, or, you know, make death threats or put illegal content, you know, we just don't tolerate that. And, uh, you know, and you will find that on the, on the other platforms. So, so we are, we are quickly, we've got a great video system, great photos on our uh, capability. And that's as, that's why we believe that we can take that Instagram market. And it already is, is showing that, uh, the same will be once we can do videos, faster, upload faster, longer videos, I think what you'll see is we'll be able to also take on TikTok, and which is Chinese owned.
1: Yes. So that's yeah.
0: that's that's where we're headed. That's the that's the market that we're looking at. That's where the eyeballs are. So the competition. I guess the the short story here is that uh, everybody be better be focused on TikTok and Instagram and Facebook because that's that's where the users are
1: and you're coming for them very exciting before I ask you some final questions on the Durham investigation Devin you still have some regulatory hurdles to get through with truth social since everything in Washington is corrupted are you confident that you'll be able to get those regulatory approvals to move ahead
0: yeah I mean I think what you're referring to is that we're going through a, a merger um, and we're you know we're moving forward all the public I have to I really have to be stick close to the, just the public documents that are out there, but the public documents clearly show that, uh, that we are moving forward uh, as quickly as possible. And we'll answer any questions that the sec has. And there's a, there's a, a a strict process there. We intend to follow it. Uh, we, we are building a culture here of, of strict compliance, right? Just like I was saying on our, on our platform where we don't want illegal legal activity, the same is true for, as we go through the sec process, uh, we're going to be fully compliant. We're going to answer all their questions, and and you know, there's no reason why that it shouldn't go through. Uh, but as you as as you well point out, uh, we know the swamp. Uh, you and I know the swamp very very well. Yep. But look, there's a there's a strict legal process in place, and I, I just don't see it being much of an issue.
1: Okay, well, that's very good news, and it's all very exciting. Follow me on Truth Social at Monica Crowley. Follow Devin on Truth Social at Devin Nunes, and get your account up and running because it's the hot place to be. It's where all the cool kids are. All right, Devin, uh, before I let you go, as head of the House Intelligence Committee, you were central to exposing so many elements of the Russia hoax, which they the Hillary uh, Clinton campaign, and Democrats made up and then leveraged to try to destroy President Trump when he was running, and then, of course, when he was president. Where do you think we are in the Durham investigation right now, and where do you think it's headed?
0: Well, you know what's been uh, j- just incredible uh, over the last few days? So much has come out as the indictments have come from down from Durham, uh, the the people who have been indicted are trying to fight the process. Uh, so, one of the Clinton and DNC lawyers has been indicted, and through that, they've tried to fight it, uh, and they fought subpoenas and that sort of thing. So, Durham, the special prosecutor, has begun to to file, um, you know, with the court to to unblock the process. And what's coming forward is some amazing content. Which, mm. by the way, Monica, I've been. You know, traveling to to Nashville to be on Huckabee's show, then getting back here, then launching the, you know getting wide open. There seems to be a treasure trove of 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 emails and documents that are out there that that I just need a little bit of downtime to to, to go through. But what's on the surface there, it looks it looks pretty damning. It looks pretty damning that essentially what we what we knew was circumstantial evidence through our investigation on the Intelligence Committee we made 14 criminal referrals involving dozens of people. And it seems like Durham is building uh, a prosecution based on direct evidence, uh, which is going to be pretty damning for them. So it's going to be going to be pretty interesting to see yes. what additional indictments come down, but I would just encourage people to to read all the new stories that are out there and to come through those documents. It's pretty, pretty damaging. We, we knew it existed. Uh, we didn't, you know, we knew there had to be a lot of communication with kind of the setup with the press and and the way that they work the fake news. Uh, but it's I think it's going to be a pretty good case study once again to look at how corrupt uh, the, the the whole the, between the dirty cops, the DOJ and FBI to the, their coordination with the Clinton campaign, the Democratic National Committee and the fake news media.
1: Yes, Um Pretty yes. damn alarming,
0: pretty, you know, pretty sad day. So so these people need to be more indictments need to come and, and hopefully they are prosecuted and serve time.
1: Well, and, and that's my final question to you, Devin, before I let you go, because it, we hear about the Clinton attorney, Michael Sussman, is going to trial beginning May Uh, 16th, which is why we're getting a lot of this documentation being made public. But I think a lot of our listeners, I think most of the American people understand that this was a wide ranging conspiracy. They get that now, but they also want to see the big guns of this conspiracy. Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, John Brennan, James Clapper, James Comey, Joe Biden. They want to see them held accountable because a guy like Michael Sussman was not freelancing this scandal he was not out there swinging by himself he was executing orders that came from these very high-ranking people so I think the American people want to know will any of them be held accountable
0: it, yeah and no, I think it's a pretty uh, it's a it's a pretty easy answer the question is what evidence comes out in the trial as they prosecute you know Sussman who's the lead lawyer? Uh, if if direct evidence comes out i mean he'll have to either if he stays quiet and these guys stay quiet then and they ultimately get prosecuted are, are they really willing to to serve jail time on uh, behalf of the dnc clinton campaign and and, and dirty cops uh, that remains to be seen i think everybody's going to be on edge watching this as these as these cases go to trial i think you also have to look at you know we don't know now at this, at this point uh, there's speculation by people who have who have read all the documents it is very possible that several people have already flipped and are giving information over over to the durham team we don't know who they are we don't know what evidence they have um, but you know clearly i'm sure that 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 sussman was, was probably given an opportunity to uh to to make a plea deal and he he didn't do it so know, I don't know. If he doesn't do it, then then we're going to see what what direct evidence comes out. And that's that's going to be the key as Durham continues to turn up these stones. Will these kind of high ranking uh, players, will they turn on who gave them the orders and who was in the know? Mm. I don't know that question.
1: Mm-hmm. None Which, of us none do. Of us, none of us
0: know. None of us do. Right,
1: right. right. Well, they all deserve in, to be in federal prison for the rest of their miserable lives. And I can say that even if you can't. Devin, you <laughs> have been fantastic. I wish you all the best with Truth Social. I am on True Social at Monica Crowley. Devin is on True Social at Devin Nunes. Pretty soon, President Trump is going to be posting exclusively on True Social. So create your account. If you've got an Apple device, You can go to the Apple podcast, the App Store and uh, get it. It is number one. President Trump, uh, in fact, put out a statement yesterday, putting up the the ranking and True Social is number one ahead of Twitter and TikTok and the rest. So, Devin, you've done a phenomenal job with True Social. I wish you all the best going forward. And I look forward to having you back on the podcast.
0: Well, thank you. And I look forward to you posting a link to this podcast so that I can re-truth you so that everybody can see, uh, and listen to your, listen to your podcast. So congratulations on your podcast. And it was great to catch up over the weekend and, and, uh, look forward to uh, being on again at some point.
1: Fantastic. Devin, thank you so much. My friend Devin Nunez, I'm Monica Crowley coming right back. All right, now it's time to delve into the email bag. Don't forget to send me an email to Podcast at gmail.com, Podcast at gmail.com. And I do read all the emails, so keep them coming in. And uh, I think today might be the last day we're going to discuss the music on this show because I've gotten a ton of emails from you. I'm going to read a few more today. Uh, We have decided, my producer Beowulf and I, that, okay, we hear you on the music and we are in search of a new tune uh, to open the show and the in and out cues. We're going to get, we'll we'll get music that's more suitable uh, for this show. But in the meantime, let's read some of your emails. Mike in Indianapolis writes, Dear Monica, having been following your commentary since the old Bachelor and Alexander days... This is a reference to, there was a radio show on WABC named Bachelor and Alexander, and I actually began my radio career on that show as a guest, and then I got my own show on WABC, and the rest is history. So he's been listening to me on radio for a long time. He said, I too thought right out of the gate, the podcast music was too unhip and uncool for you. I'm thinking something more techno, electronica, house for an intro. Then he said, better yet... I bet if you inquired with Uncle Ted Nugent, who's my friend, about composing a bad-ass guitar riff, he would donate it to you for some free plugs of charities and organizations he supports. That's my input. Love ya. <laughs> well, Mike, thank you very much. Maybe approaching the Nuge, maybe that's not such a bad idea. Hmm. Okay, let's say hi to Denny, who writes, Monica, loved your new dress on Huckabee. Well, thank you, Denny, for noticing it was a new dress. You look way too young to be working with Nixon. Well, let me just tell you, Denny... Um, I worked with President Nixon during the last years of his life, not when he was president. I was not even a thought in my parents' mind uh, when he was elected president, so in the last years of his life. Denny writes, I just started with your podcast. My two cents, music is irrelevant. Just gives me time to think about your new red dress. <laughs> well, thank you, Denny. Good luck. I'll be listening to more of your podcast. Yours is my first podcast. Well, Denny, I am very honored with that. I appreciate it very much. Thank you. Fred writes, Monica, love the podcast. Appreciate your viewpoint. Please give your analysis of Marjorie Taylor Greene and the attempt to take her off the ballot. She is my congresswoman, by the way. Well, Fred, we're going to handle this on Friday, on Friday's show, uh, because I have a lot to say about it, because it's not just Marjorie Taylor Greene. They have also tried in Arizona with Andy Biggs and Paul Gosar and others. This is what the communists do. This is what dictators, tin pot dictators do. They, they know that they can't win on their own, so they try to remove everybody from the ballot. By the way, I'm going to tell you about a big American leader who actually launched his career by doing the exact same thing. You're not going to want to miss that. That's coming up on Friday. Uh, Dr. Anita writes, Monica, I am really loving your podcast. I actually heard you read my first email to you. Wow, a first time for me to be acknowledged for real and on air. Uh, she writes, I agree with several of your listeners. The music is lively, cheerful, full of cheers, like our beloved president, DJD. However, as you frequently point out, our positive conservative warrior movement is made up of all varieties of thought criminals, which describes me perfectly. So some unwoke variety might be nice. Bottom line, be your own woman and ask uh, to, to move forward. So, Okay. I appreciate the blessings, Dr. Anita. She writes, You go, girl, always. We are happy warriors on this show. And as dark as things are, we always have a good laugh on this program. Anita, thank you. Thank you to everybody. Keep those emails coming in Monica Crowley podcast at gmail.com. On Friday, we're going to deal with more of what the communists are doing so that everybody is aware of what is happening to our great country. And we're going to have a fantastic interview with Dinesh D'Souza, who's got a new documentary on all of the election fraud, the ballot harvesting, the vote trafficking, all of that fraud that went on during the 2020 election. A lot of you have written to me saying, please cover election integrity. Please cover what went on in 2020. That is exactly what we're going to do again on Friday with Dinesh. So not a show to be missed. All right. Thank you so much for joining me. Have a great Wednesday and Thursday, and I will see you right back here on Friday.
0: For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts